Welcome back to another episode of B-Hall Radio. I'm your host, Brian Rowan, with Logan Everett and Coach Ward on the show tonight. Recapping last week and looking ahead this week, episode 93. Let's go. 93? 93. Let's rock and roll. What are we going to do for 100? I don't know, but we're like, um, what are we, I mean, we're just a couple competitions away from getting to 100, so we better start planning this. I feel like 100 we have to do in person or something. Let's go. Sweet Bro, come to the house. We'll do it right here at the house. Let's do a listen. You guys, you know, so we get to do it at your house. No, Logan, we're all going to go to Virginia and then do it. Do it at your place. Let's meet up at a more central location. My let's house. do it at a competition. That sounds even better. Okay. No, man, I'm uh, pumped to be back. We're going to talk some wrestling. We uh, We kicked off our season last week or the week before so we've got some competitions to talk about we're sitting here talking on thursday night we leave tomorrow um in preparation for the journeyman competitions this weekend so wrestling season's underway man we're ready to rock and roll yeah we can start with uh the first match um i mean first thing to say is what what a pretty cool venue uh, it looked like from the from the broadcast anyways, I thought they did a really good job with the broadcast one, but the, the venue looked pretty cool too. I thought it was pretty cool how they, you know, walk out of the back of the aircraft, um, right? Straight onto the mat. Yeah. Pretty cool. It wasn't, it wasn't just cool. It was freezing cold by the what? time. <laughs> yeah. It was so cold. It was like 40 something degrees in there. Um, yeah. It was cold by the end of the night, but it was cool, man. It was like, we're super grateful for all the people down there for Liberty that made that happen. It was a cool event. So um good southern hospitality while we were there some um we worked out in like uh it was a third special forces groups like combat room before weigh-ins we they cranked the heat up for us all day by the time we got there it was like smoking hot um it was good yeah it was some good hospitality life on the road wasn't so rough um on that trip and I'm sure we'll get into the wrestling. The wrestling, um, you know, we wish we could forget most of it, but we have to talk about it. But, uh, yeah, cool opportunity, uh, really cool venue and, and the setting. And hopefully it's um, – there's not – you know, I'll tell you guys what I told the team. Well, I won't say exactly what I told the team afterwards, but um, there's not a whole lot of positives and good memories to take away from from that competition. But it was a, a cool setting and uh, cool a cool opportunity that we had the chance at. And um, I wish we would have made more out of the opportunity, but it was, I mean, it was cool. Yeah. I'm grateful for everybody that made it happen. I had no idea. Yeah. That, oh, sorry. You go. Over. No, go ahead. I had no idea. Like, you know, I was thinking UFC fight pass. Okay. Like what's the, like the broadcast going to be like, you know, how well are they going to do this? And then as soon as you get on, it's Shane Sparks and David Taylor. And you're like, Whoa, yeah. this is like, this is a big deal. Yeah, and it felt was like, like it. it was like my first good, They did a really good job in their match prep too. I mean, we went through the the media, um, you know, the interviews before a couple days before, where you you know you'll walk through your lineup, and the the commentators were were well prepped. So you know they came across they are, but they came across as knowledgeable and knowing about the teams and um and and I went back and I told our team afterwards I the, to watch it with the the volume on um. Because you have, you know, the best wrestler on planet Earth sitting there kind of color commentating your matches, you might pick something up from it. You might learn something from it. Um, so it's a unique, that's a unique perspective. We have somebody who's a complete outsider to our program, knows, you know, David Taylor and I know enough to say hi and say hello to each other, but we don't know each other. He knows, you know, basically nobody that was in our starting lineup. Um, and so to have somebody from a completely outsider's perspective who just also happens to be the best wrestler on planet earth um, talk about your team and, and the action and their opinions and perceptions of it. I thought was a pretty valuable take. So um, yeah, the production was awesome, man. They brought out some major talent with Shane and David Taylor. So yeah, that part was really cool. I'm glad they, it was, we, we thought we had high hopes that they would do it well and it was well run. Yeah. I thought he, he kind of mentioned a few things when he was like not frustrations, but you could definitely see like his inner coach a little bit kind of coming out in a couple of situations I thought, which was, yeah. which was cool. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And you you could tell like sometimes like he would not say anything for like 15 or 20 seconds. And then sometimes he'd like apologize. Like, sorry, I was watching the wrestling. Like not forgetting <laughs> that like, he's like commentating at some points because he's like getting really into it. 
Um, especially yeah. if these guys are being more aggressive. You know, if the if guys are going for attacks, you can see him get a little quiet and then, you know, kind of bounce back. Cool. Well, what do you want to do? How do you want to talk about that match? You want me to go through weight by weight? We just want to kind of want to talk about it overall well, as a team. Um, let's let's do weight. sequential. But our first question is, did we draw or did we pick to start at 57? Well, I mean, it's it, – yeah, you flip a coin. We won the coin flip. We chose 157. Okay. Is that yeah. how they're doing it now? Well, that's how they've done it for the past few years, yeah. So you don't you don't draw toothpicks or, you know, those – Popsicle well, it used to be right if, what, if one coach wanted to draw, then you drew. Well, and that's still the same. So it, at weigh-ins, either both coaches can agree to start at any weight. Um, okay. And if you if you don't agree, you flip a coin. The winner of the coin flip either gets starting weight class or odd or even. And okay. uh, and that's how it works. So, yeah, we won so, the coin flip. We, we like starting at 157. Um, I still like starting at 157 and, yep. uh, and, and we'll probably continue to do that. Yeah. So, I mean, Lucas got on the board early. It looks like, you know, first, first minute takedown, um, and then ended up losing nine, six in overtime. Yeah. Um, he had a couple of, kind of off know, one of his shots. It seemed like right there at the end. I mean, I, I don't, I wouldn't call it a shot, but, um, well, yeah. Attack. I mean, yeah, it was something. Um, look, I mean, Nate came out firing. He set a good example, set the tone early on. And then um, here's what happened is is the other guy got in a – chose top, got in a position where he almost got some back points. And it looked like it just – you know, it looked like it just kind of flustered Nate a little bit. And he never regained his composure after that, which is unlike him, you know. And it happened then. And um, I can guarantee you that will not happen again. I have no concerns over it. But he just kind of – he got flustered and got rattled and, and wasn't able to get himself centered again and and um and then just made some uncharacteristic mistakes that you don't expect him to make. So I mean that's what happened. I've I've seen it before. I mean, I've coached really, really good wrestlers that have been, you know, even like seasoned vets like him that have been in similar situations. And I was telling Nate the other day, I remember Dallas Smith, who I coached at Washita, who's like ranked number one in the country at the time. We we have a dual meet at home against Lindenwood and we have a chance to beat him. And I think Dallas got like tech fault in the dual meet. Like out of, he was ranked first in the country and got tech fault just because he got hitting something early on and just kind of unraveled. And then, and then he goes on to, you know, he's four time all American and national champion. Like that was just one match and it happened. And then you learn from it and doesn't happen again. Just got a little bit emotional and responded in a, in a way that, you know, you can't do. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not concerned at all about Nate. I'm not concerned at all about starting at 157 every single match the rest of the year. I love nope. him. I like his example, and we're going to continue to do it. So I think that's what happened there. Yeah, I think we expect everybody that would listen to this would expect a, a big bounce back from him. Well, um, you know, it's not this a, weekend. Not the phrase that I would use, Logan. But you know, like I would say, bounce back to what? Why do you want to bounce back? Like back to what? Back to where you were before. Too, don't too you want to be? Don't you want to be better? Don't normal. you want to move? Don't you want to move forward? You know, let that make you better. Don't bounce back to anything. Move forward. Let it make you better. So move forward through it. Um, but um, yeah, no, I, I'm, his his training's going well. He'll be fine. So yeah, we drew fifty seven, and then you know, there's not a whole lot to say with Harkins and his match at sixty five. Um, there just wasn't a whole lot that happened. I thought I thought Harkins was. I thought some of his hand fightings and stuff that we've really been working on worked really well. Um, maybe didn't capitalize on it enough. So just building on that, like making sure that he capitalizes more on the opportunity that he creates for himself because he creates more opportunities in the scoreboard showing right now. Um, but you got to capitalize on them or it doesn't matter. Um, so I think that, you know, that's the focus with, with Harkins at, at 65. It's just capitalize on the opportunities that you have and, and punch the gas just a little bit more when you have opportunities to score. Yeah, he competed well. I think he's definitely better than a takedown, better than that guy. Um, just from watching it, I think, you know, but he, he did a really good job of not putting himself in a bad position. You know, maybe when he was younger, that's a match that gets away from him a little bit there at the end. So, yeah, um, yeah, that's a good point. He had to keep his composure and, and um, you know, not try to force – something out of, out of desperation so yeah he did he kept his yeah. composure and yeah he got his hand raised so good job um 174 freshman i think this was his first 
first crack at the lineup here, obviously, yeah. as a freshman. But um, Gunner, um, yeah. I thought he competed really hard. Um, I, I mean, interested to hear your comments on, on what you felt there at 74. I he competed the way that we expected to. He's like I mean, he competes with a lot of energy. He does everything with a lot of energy. He's a very excitable. Um, he's just a lot of fun to coach because he brings a lot of energy and you, he really cares about it. So, um, I mean, I thought I thought in person I was really close to throwing the challenge brick. Watching it on film, I wish I would have thrown the challenge brick. But even so, I'm not sure they would have overturned it. Um, I, yeah. I don't think it was a takedown beyond reaction time, but I mean, how's the ref? The ref's probably not gonna, you know, um, overturn their own call there. Um, so I thought, listen, I thought Gunner wrestled really hard. Um, what happened there late in the match was he, he let the guy slow him down. Like, I mean, the guy was tired and the guy didn't want to try to score anymore, just wanted to keep Gunner from scoring. And, and Gunner let that guy do some things that slowed him down. So we've been working on those with as an individual, we've been working on that as a team too. So um listen he you know he bounced he moved forward he bounced forward he bounced at, forward uh, yeah <laughs> at the uh he, he just won the princeton open this past weekend so um he competes with a lot of energy he's got a huge gas tank he's strong and and he really wants to win so he's fun to watch we're gonna like him yeah i i will admit um it, it took me a few matches to get used to the three points um Especially the the first one, as, as the points were coming up on the board and Luke has his match, I'm like, wait a second. Yeah, uh, it's just a little bit of an adjustment, I, I think, and I'm sure you guys are a little bit more used to it because I would expect at some point in the room you guys have been keeping score. So, uh, I mean, at us, some point in the room, we finally stopped yelling too, if that matters. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, I've heard a lot of people part. yell it in, in live yeah. matches. Still, it's it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna linger for a while. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's um, yeah. The points are, you know, whatever. It's it's the rules that we have. I'm a, we've been through this before, but I'm I'm in favor of it. So three, yeah. no, it's three. Yeah. That's it. It's three. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's what we got. Okay, so at eighty four, uh, Ben Pasuk up from seventy four last year. Yep. Um, it, I don't know. Maybe eight zero is an indicative of how the match played out, but um, the new scoring it is. You know, may, maybe maybe kind of got a, got away from him a little bit. Uh, I mean, I don't think his best performance, um, but one one we no. expect him to bounce forward from. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think it was. I mean, no, he's a senior. It's obviously not his best performance. And I mean, bonus points are going to happen more this year as a result of you know inflated scoreboard because I mean you get more points for a takedown. So yeah, yeah look, man, he got major decision to happen. It's part of it. Um, and no, I don't. I don't think he performed well. He did a couple things all right. He got a little dinged up in his match, and I, I know that got into his head mentally a little bit and kind of slowed him down. And 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 um, look, no excuse. The guy beat him. The guy wrestled a smart match. And and here's what happened: is we got to the guy's legs a couple times, didn't score. He got to our legs twice, scored both times. You're not gonna win. Yeah. Like it's, it's not gonna happen. So. Um, but, you know, again, some some learning things like, I mean, that's what we need. We need that's why we need competitions, because it's hard for us to learn some of those things in the wrestling room where. Right. Yeah, I mean, we're nobody's going to beat Ben Pazook in the wrestling room. Who's going to beat him? You know, we got to rotate guys in on him for guys to beat him. Um, so some of the the lessons that we need to learn the most, you have to learn from competition. Uh, so we take that as a lesson learned, make some adjustments and move forward. It almost seemed like he was surprised by how strong he was, like and how big like 84 pounders were. Like I feel like his the the shots he was getting in, like he was in deep finishing those against 74 pounders and like guy was getting his hips out and like countering those shots, you know. And that's one specific match, but I don't know if you know if that came up, you know, that, that was something I thought I saw. You'd have to ask him if he felt that way. I don't know. I mean I I, I don't think so. I mean, I, no. Ben stepped on the scales weighing 184 pounds. He's the same size as everybody else in the country that wrestles 184 pounds. So no excuse there. Um, yeah, I mean, no, that never got brought up. Like, I mean, you are your weight class, so it's not even worth talking about. Um, yeah, I, you'd have to ask Ben if he if he thought that, and I'd, I'd be surprised if his answer was yes. But, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's just, you know, a performance that it didn't go his way. It's one match, and 
we get a, a few more matches coming up and I'm sure he's ready to wrestle those. Um, and um, let's move up. We'll go to the next weight, 97, Danny Lawrence. Um, yeah, okay, Danny. And and Danny is a little bit, you know, he's not a big 197, but you don't have to be big at 197 either. Um, like you can you can be a small 197 and still, I mean, look at Truax last year at Cal Poly. He was weighing in at like 191, 192 at the NCAA tournament, smashing people. Um, you know, and, um, eating, I mean, I'm sitting next to the kid in the bleachers and he's eating whatever he wants before weigh-ins, you know, and he still weighs in at like 192. You don't have to be big at 197. It might help sometimes, but anyways, no excuse. Um, it's just a matter of just execute on some things. And, um, you know, Danny's a guy that he's a senior and, and has some experience, but he's a guy that you have to keep reteaching as well. You know, he's not a guy that, um, Wrestling for him, he learns the hard way, and uh, he's not somebody you can coach and teach something one time, and they're going to retain it and do it every match. Some people, you can do that. He's not one of them. You just have to keep reminding him of some of the basic things um, more than others, and you know, I think it's just uh, on us as coaches to make sure that he's prepared in every situation. So, I mean, but that's a nationally ranked guy. He's wrestling, and he's right there with them um and then just you know we didn't get away in the third period and then to make it worse we got cradled so you can't you know that can't happen um but um the gap is not as big as the scoreboard said it was or it doesn't have to be so i mean i'm, I'm still very confident in danny lawrence and, and what he can do it's just a, maybe a little bit of a reminder for us as coaches that we've got to stay on him about some things and and just be very consistent and and consistent like persistent and consistent with what we teach and coach Danny to do so um, heavyweight okay heavyweight really was a game time decision and and I thought like the way the dual meet started um with Nate getting beat and then Gunner getting beat Ben getting beat Danny getting beat I was like all right this dual meet is probably out of hand like it's going to be really hard to win this dual meet from this point um and I thought like Stoddard maybe had the best chance to somehow win that match. Um, and I thought Cole Hoffer could, could, would have a closer bout with the guy, but, but Cole Hoffer wrestled him last year. So I wanted to see Stoddard um, up against him and we saw it. Um, now their heavyweight is really good and he's athletic and yeah. strong and he yeah. can, and very he can, athletic. Yeah. And you don't know this because the match was so short, but he can wrestle hard later on in matches too. So, I mean, that's a quality opponent that we had. And for somebody like Lucas, that's a, that's a freshman. You're like, okay, go get a feel for it. And I'll tell you this about Lucas Stoddard. He's really smart. And I don't mean just like book smart, which he is, he does well in school, but he's a smart wrestler with the questions that he asks and the things that he learns. So um, I've stayed confident with him. He can apply lessons. It's just, Hey, let's, we got to be patient and bring our freshmen along. You know, I was I was talking to the staff after or a couple of days after the duel, and I said, "Hey, look, let's not forget that." You know, I hate to bring this up for Bob if he's listening, but like Bobby Hill's freshman year, he lost to a backup one ninety seven pounder against Bucknell, and we lost the duel meet. You know, um, and then you know, three years later, Bobby Hill is exactly what you want every Army wrestler to be. Um, he had the mentality as a freshman. He had the mentality as a senior. He just had to learn and progress and get better. And I think Lucas is the same way. He just, he's got to get better. Um, but he's got he's got the attitude that we like. So just got to be patient but persistent, and and he'll he'll learn and he'll get better. He has the right attitude, and that's something you can't teach, but you can damn sure work with it and coach it. All right. So coming around the turn here, one twenty-five. We got back on the board with. Uh, with Bergen, um, you know, had an opportunity up 6-0 at one point. Um, I think I want to say it ended 6-1. Um, yeah, I think so. I think we cut him there up 6-0, trying to, you know, just chase yeah. some bonus points. And, I mean, for him personally, that's what he needs to do. And for us as a team, you're always chasing bonus points and dual meets. And, um, yeah, I mean, Ethan really was never in danger. He out-wrestled the guy in every position. He just didn't force enough wrestling in his positions he's in on the legs a couple times on the edge of the mat the kid keeps dropping to a knee and staying on the edge of the mat and interestingly enough I mean this ref didn't make a single traditional stall call the entire duel meet he made a couple edge of the mat stall calls um and maybe like a five count you know referee's position but there were no traditional stall calls in in all 10 matches 
Um, so that's good for us. We need to fill that. So reps are going to call things different ways, but this is one that would let you be a little bit more defensive, drop to a knee, get your butt on the edge and stay there without really being penalized. And that's what happened. And we're also going to have that at the EIWA national tournament. So we got to learn how to open some guys up when we do that. So I know that's Ethan's focus is, you know, don't get frustrated by it and find ways to open up there. Have you seen just from the first weekend, have you seen any of the uh, stalling on top get called more? Well, it just depends. It's completely different from match to match. So okay. we're wrestling a match at the Princeton tournament. Um, one of our guys, Andrew Christie's wrestling a kid from Hofstra, and Andrew's on top and gets called for stalling. And then the next period, the other guy's on top and gets called for stalling. And the other coach and I were talking after the match, and we were like, I have no idea why either guy got called for stalling. Like, <laughs> my guy shouldn't have got called. Their guy should not have gotten called. Um, and then other matches – they just, you can put a leg in, you can lay on them still. So, I mean, it's right now at this point okay. pretty inconsistent. They'll straighten it out, I hope. Yeah, it takes time. Um, I mean, but it was like, yeah, it's all over the map right now. Yeah. Um, okay. Brady Sorry, that Basil. Just, it it's, made me it's, think about that. By the way, I don't know on, on, on the show if I've said basil or basil or what, or basile or what. It's basil like the herb. So, okay. <laughs> uh, Good to know. Yeah. So, and I had to ask him before the duel meet because I have to go tell the announcer. He's like, yeah, it's basil like the herb. And I'm like, okay, great. Got it. I'll, <laughs> Good to I'll know. remember that. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Braden, um, spotting somebody, um, a few takedowns early on makes it tough to come back. But I mean, look, you, you look at that match and you're like, you come back and you score, you know, the last two takedowns. Um, well, we lose 12 to 10, but the the guy got an extra yeah. point because we wrestled, you know, like a little bit on the edge. I don't care. You know, most refs aren't going to give the team point away for that right there. Um, yeah. But, I mean, we got out wrestled the match, whatever. We won the battle of effort there at the end, and you can grow from that. So, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not happy with, you know, with the way the match started, but I'm, I'm really excited about how much the kid will compete. Um, yeah, so that was that was good. Um Moving to 41, I thought that Zach Keel won everything except the wrestling match. Um, and once it clicks with Zach Keel, he will be super dangerous. He is very good. It's just, you know, um, wrestling's hard, man. And, like, I mean, sports are hard and wrestling's hard. And we've all been there where maybe you're just not feeling it the way that you want to. Um, I think that's where Zach's at in his career right now is he's just not as confident um, because he's not feeling things the way that, that he wants to right now. But he's so capable and he's so talented. Um, he probably out-wrestled his opponent. He out-hustled him. Body language was better. Attack rate was higher. Everything was better, you know, except the scoreboard. So um, some things that, you know, that Zach's a junior and he's got to help, you know, we got to help him, but he's got to figure these things out as well. He's got to answer some questions about what he wants to do and how he wants to remember his career. Um and the thing about him is it's so good that it could happen overnight. Like, I mean, it could literally happen overnight. He could be a different wrestler today than he is tomorrow. Like just by mentally just, okay, I got it. So um, he's going to get plenty more opportunities because I have a lot of belief and confidence in him. And we're going to give him more opportunities to go out there and show everybody else what he's capable of doing. Yeah. I thought going into overtime felt pretty good about it. Um, even yeah. overtime starts and he, that guy's kind of just backing up, not really doing anything. And I was like, it seems like he was on his heels. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it didn't go our way there at the end, but um, 49 did go our way with Trey. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I'm, you know what? I'm pretty tough on Trey because I think he is, he, he could be so good. Um, yeah. So I'm a tough critic on him. Um, and my initial reaction to that match was, you know, score more points because I, I think Trey felt like he was really in control of the match the entire time. And I'm like, Hey, if you're that in control, then score more points. But at the same time, I get it. You know, it's a dual meet where you just watched, you know, what seven of the nine teammates before you just get beat up. Um, yeah. And you're the last one there. You can't, the team can't win. It's just about, you know, go out there and wrestle for yourself at that point you're representing your team but your team can't win um so i think you did a pretty good job you know a, a solid start for sure nothing to be disappointed about but i just have high expectations and 
for him because I just I, I know how good he can actually be. So I'm tough on Trey, um, just but just because I know he can be really good. So match ends twenty five to nine. Um, you know, really cool event. I don't. Is there any talk about? the future of that event and, and no, we, no that? we didn't talk about it and and i'm not there mentally to be able to talk about it i mean right now i think okay to be honest with you that trip was a waste of time a waste of money and the waste of an opportunity and you know it was a complete waste so um i'm not there yet where i can talk about going and, and trying to do that thing again um we need to see a little bit more we need to see our team move forward and bounce forward from that before i start thinking about doing something like that again but um yeah, I mean, that's the sour taste is that it's just complete freaking waste in every way. Uh, maybe it ends up not being that way, but just as a competitor, that's the way I look at it. You know, it's like that was we laid an egg and high, high expectations and high hopes and not the team I expected to see compete. Um, haven't talked about this since the what the the Thursday team meeting after we got back or whatever. But, you know, that's the way I feel about it. But I sound like I haven't moved on. I promise you I've moved on because I have to because we leave tomorrow. We have more competitions coming up. But, yeah, we're not talking about that competition next year yet. It sounds like you you guys, like you learned a lot from it. Like you learned a lot about the individuals, though, and you, like, took that away from it. You know, is that – you kind of talked about those were the positives before, like not necessarily doing that event, but you think you would have learned those in a in a different competition, maybe more local or if it was a home meet? You know, I haven't thought about that. Um, I don't know. You know, I mean, maybe maybe you wouldn't, you know, kind of heed those lessons, you know, quite as intensely if it's somewhere else. I mean, that's a that's a elevated stage and something where you expect a little bit more just given the situation. So maybe that makes it hit home just a little bit more. Um, but um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm we're definitely going to like provide our guys extraordinary opportunities to compete. You know, I'm just right now. I'm thinking about this season, and that's it. Gotcha. Yeah, so we can kind of. Um, I, I think it makes sense for us to kind of just cover some of the the headlines, if you will, from from Princeton. Um, yeah, I know we had quite a few guys there that were competing. Um, you know, ten finishing in the top five, um, okay. a champ at 174, and I don't know. Did we have three finalists? Four. Yeah, we had four, four. finalists. So I think we took 30 or 35 guys. Um, the four finalists, what do we have? We had finalists at 165, Dakota Morris, Gunnar Filippowicz. We had um, Danny Lawrence at 97 and Luke Stoddard at heavyweight. Um, we had a couple other guys like Tyler Morris at 141 got a nationally ranked win. You know, he beat a, a returning, a guy that's been in the national tournament twice, I think. Lucas Stoddard got a win over a returning national qualifier, kid from Princeton. Um Dakota Morris, man, I mean, he had the kid from Lehigh in the finals beat, you know, just kind of slipped away from him there at the end. And that kid's good. That You know, he's been in battles with Ben Pazook the past several years, and he moved down a weight to 65. So I, I thought we saw a lot of positives there um, out of our guys at, at the Princeton tournament. So um, some positive results and, and some good momentum to take from there. And then, you know, is is – I'll go ahead and move past Princeton. I'll say Gunner did a good job. He won the tournament. You should always highlight success. I highlighted a few other individuals on our team, and I'll do it here too. You know, I said Tyler Morris um, getting a nationally ranked win, and he hasn't gotten a lot of attention. Danny Yurichuk wrestled the best I've ever seen him, and um, usually, what, he go two and two or something like that? But listen, if you watch this guy work every day, he works so incredibly hard. Um, and to see him finally put himself in positions to win matches against really good opponents, um, that was major progress for him. So I love highlighting things like that. Like, you're not going to find that. Nobody's going to look at the bracket and say, oh, wow, that was great. But if you know him and you've seen his progress, you got to celebrate that. Tanner Craig is one of those guys that you watch compete every single day. And you're like, everybody he wrestled at the Princeton Open was so glad the match was over whether he won or whether he lost, like the other people were just so happy to get off the mat. And I'm like, I told Tanner, I was like, man, that's, that is army wrestling. Um, now we want to clean up some mistakes and get your hands raised in those matches. But um, the way you represent the program is um, first class in competition and um, Hey, sidebar, but today Tanner Craig was um, awarded in the ceremony, the um, Lieutenant General Hal Moore, warrior oh, excellent. excellent award yeah so excellent 
Tanner Craig is our as the recipient this year. So great job for him. Um, but back to the wrestling. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought Princeton was, you know, overall, you know, very positive. And then we're moving ahead to what we got coming up this weekend. We have duels with Lock Haven and Purdue on Saturday. And then on Sunday, we're putting like 30 or 35 guys into this round robin event where they're each going to get three to five matches on Sunday. Here's what um, I guess fans would want to know. Um, very few who wrestle on Saturday will also wrestle Sunday. It's almost almost completely two separate groups. Here's what we're looking at for our duels. Um, Bergen, um, Basil, like the herb. We're going to go with um, Kiel and Morris weighing in at 41, McDaniel at 49, Lucas 57. We're going to go Harkins and Morris weighing in at 65, Philippowiz and Sheehy at 74, uh, Pazook 84, Lawrence 97, and then Cole Hoffer and Stoddard both at heavyweight. And then we'll make decisions as the dual meets go. But look, Purdue and Lockhaven are both really solid teams. So there's going to be like some some really fire matches, you know, in both dual meets. We wrestle at two p.m. and four p.m. on Saturday. Do you um, know the Do you know the order? Who do we wrestle first? Purdue first. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was just I was on the Purdue website to see if they had any projected lineups out, but they don't. But Lockhaven does. Um, I mean, we kind of know what we're going to get with them, anyways. But I haven't even looked. Who do they project at one set? Do you have it open right now? Yeah. You do? Who do uh, they project at 74? John Miller, who's a redshirt freshman, or Patrick okay. Jackson. I wonder if Stolfus has not is competed yet. Okay. Um, I don't see him. I don't see him in there projected at all. Yeah. And they probably have Bassett at 65. Bassett at 65. Who's at 57? Uh Elderfer. Yeah. Or Ed. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, I mean, their lineup is like almost exclusively PA kids minus. Yeah. With well, two, listen, they're tough, man. They they do a great job there. Respect for their program. They do a good job. They're really tough on top. Um, they all wrestle a very similar style. And if you're not ready to compete when you go out there, it could be a pretty ugly day. So that's one. Yeah, we have Purdue first, but like, man, you got to turn around and be ready for Lockhaven right after us. So a good day, man. Talk about preparation for the national tournament. There's going to be multiple guys in our team that have NCAA qualifiers back to back same day. So that's, yeah, that's great preparation. Um, so we're looking forward to it. So everybody else that I didn't mention will be wrestling in the round robin Sunday. I think we're going to put both heavyweights in the round robin. Um, we're going to put both 41s in the round robin. And Dakota Morris is going to wrestle in the round robin as well. So every, we'll get a lot of experience this weekend. We'll leave this weekend. Shoot, what's it going to be? I mean, as a team, we'll wrestle 120, 130 matches over the, this weekend so it'll be a lot of experience gained yeah i was gonna where is it is it bethlehem or is it it's in bethlehem so one day is it like freedom high school and the next day is liberty or liberty and justice yeah. or i to be honest no, i don't I th- know I think somebody right. was asking me this you know what i do logan i get on the bus that's it yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. Hey, you don't have to worry about this I, I get on the bus and uh and i sit there so um <laughs> we compete wherever the bus drops us off. That's what I know. America's team competed okay. at Liberty High School or Freedom High School or Justice High School. Like I don't know. We went from Fort Liberty to Freedom to Independence to I don't know wherever else we're wrestling. But um, yeah, this is like listen. We got to make one of these count. This is it could not be tailor made for us any better. So we're ready to go. Yeah, America's team and America's places, it sounds like. Yeah. Well let's have America's team actually show out, you know, show up and show out. Bounce forward. Bounce forward. You can start using uh, that by I the mean, way. Okay, yeah. Maybe I'll uh see if I can get a quick trademark on that. Um maybe I'll start using it at work as a test run and see how it works out. But um I mean definitely things things to look forward to for you know, everyone's going to have some tough matches for sure, but Bergen's going to get, you know, one. And I don't know. I don't, I, I think they dropped Ramos down after this last weekend, but either way, I think, I mean, we know what, we know what he's capable of and how good he is yeah. too. So either it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily make a difference or matter at all. Uh, but two really quality opportunities to 
to get cracks at guys that are definitely yeah. at the top of the weight class. Yeah, and that's like I said, that's not it. I mean, that's probably going to get the most attention because those guys are pretty highly ranked. But heavyweight's yeah. going to be the same way. Um, I think eighty four, sixty five, um, forty nine. I mean, there's a lot of weight classes going to be very similar to that. I'm I'm trying to go through the Purdue thing. They do. They you're doing like you're a, you're doing my scouting for you. You know more about them. Yeah, they have a they have a couple different like they publish different articles with groups of weight classes that they're covering. Gotcha. So I'm like trying to scroll through all of them at the same time. Well, Hey, B-Row, uh, while Logan is um, checking out our future matchups, um, I mean, I can talk about anything that else that's coming up or if there's any questions that, uh, that are, what, what are we up to now? Like three dozen, three dozen fans. If anybody submitted the question at all, I think maybe only three to, Oh, we got, we got, we got, we got several questions, but I was hoping yeah. I was hoping the chick would give us a, a like a scouting report. Usually like the Wednesday or Thursday before the duel. Those are always great. Report of all you know, all the guys, chicks, chicks slacking. I promise you he will if we just give him a chance. So I do I do have a question from Chick, if I could pull it up. Um he sent this to us today. But he um Logan, you're sorry. Kind of a, yeah, sorry. I needed to I needed to do that with my phone to get to the message i'm sorry i'm i'm not on my macbook um questions for coach ward tonight it's actually just a trivia question so a trivia question for coach ward um of all the wrestlers you've coached at army who has the most wins over opponents who were or would become all americans um logan you might be in the conversation um no no um it's not me Kaywood would have to be in the conversation i think um ben and brian harvey probably that was my listen answer um, will answer will surprise you if we're it's doing... not luke wyland i'm just no. gonna start naming every weight class no so so you so you 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 hit number one which is rocco Kaywood with seven okay um now Parameter of the question is you had to at least coach them for one year, um, which this one may surprise you. Number two doesn't surprise Jack Wedholm with is six. There, that does surprise. I was going to say Cole Gracie. Um, Jack Wedholm with six. Let's go, Wedholm. No kidding. Yeah. Um, I, I was very cool. surprised when he, when he sent that in. I was like, oh, wow. Very cool. I mean, you say you're surprised because, you know, like um, – Jack wrestled a hundred matches a year, so and he, he in wrestled reality, a million so. miles an hour too. Was Russ on that list? No. Um, that's a good trivia question. Thanks, Chick. I'm glad I at least got pretty close to. Him. I'm going to give myself that I answered that one. So um, you did. You got. You did get the number one. Yeah. So yeah. we, we had a listener question that was um, kind of like an open ended. You know, respond. It's going to need an open-ended response. But like, how are some of the incoming recruits? You know, the 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 plebs now. How are they doing? Well, we just had three freshmen in the finals of uh, their first college open tournament, so um, that bodes well. Um, I think they're doing well, and 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 Basil didn't wrestle. You know, so we know that this is a team that's going to have to develop, and one of the reasons is that we expect to start a lot of young guys on this team. Um, I think they're doing well. Even the ones that you're not going to see in the starting lineup this year are really developing. Um, you know, we have a couple other heavyweights that are, you know, their results weren't stellar at Princeton, but I promise you they're going to develop and they're going to end up being pretty good um, with Cook and Murphy and Hitchcock. Like, I mean, these guys are, they're going to come along. Um, but um, I think it's a strong freshman group. Yeah, with Philippowiz, Dakota Morris is, is wrestling well. Andrew Christie's at 65 and he's got a ton of potential. Um Miranda and Hannah, like these guys can really develop. Miranda and Hannah are prime examples. Like they may not be superstars right now, but they can definitely get there. Like hundred percent, they can get there. Um, Basil's at, um, at 33. Connor Collins is a guy that I promise you, you know, so here's what I told Connor Collins in, in practice yesterday. And he has such a good attitude. He took it in stride, but I was like, Hey, Connor, like you are terrible. You're a terrible wrestler to be really good. Or I was like, you to be a really good wrestler, you're terrible at wrestling. 
And once you figure out how to be good at wrestling, you will be really, 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 really good. Because he just does things naturally. There's not technique. It's like nothing that you would teach and everything you wouldn't. But I'm like, dude, once you learn how to be good at wrestling, you're going to be so good. Because he's already good. Um, he does so many things wrong. So, I'm listen, bottom line, I like our freshmen. Really, really like them. They've been fun to coach. I think they're going to make a, a very positive impact on our program. This this isn't necessarily a listener question. It just makes me think. I mean, I mean, seeing a lot of high school kids, I guess, have success. I mean, just specifically with a couple of kids this weekend at some of the open tournaments. But uh, and then we have freshmen that are that are doing the pretty well, and you know, making a dent in some in some uh, tournaments. But the yeah. main question is like, what what is the is it they're hanging in with like the physicality is not an issue. Like sometimes I, I don't know what it is like what's the what's the biggest thing that you know you see that like can hold a freshman back like is it experience mentally or is it the physicality or or what is it and what are we doing well with those what can hold them back i mean so you you only see a few like you say we're starting to see high school kids no you're not you're seeing a couple like how many high school kids entered the clarion open i don't know i couldn't tell you I'm not. I'm like not. There was like five or six. You're only talking about two of them. And now, listen, yeah. two out of six is a lot. I get that too. But all all the high school kids that enter the tournament are really highly ranked recruits. Like they're very good high school. Yeah. And all but two of them, I guess, you know, like didn't make any noise in the bracket. So it's not like you're seeing it everywhere. Um, you're seeing the best high school wrestlers are ready to go right out of the gate. That's for sure. Um. But what is it, you know, that that freshmen are missing? A lot of it, yes, a lot of it is the physicality because you cannot replace being strong. You can't out, you like, you can't technique your way into being strong. You have to be strong enough to compete. So if your body's not mature enough coming out of the, at, like right out of the gate, if you're not strong enough and your body's not mature enough, you can't do it. That's one part of it. Um, but I think it's just, yeah, the expectations. So sometimes I think freshmen wait too long to have expectations to win. And the ones that have expectations for themselves early on are the ones that can make that possible. So there's a big mental side of it as well. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I, that that kind of that question sparked me because I was looking at the Purdue 157 um, thing, and they have uh, the Blaze kid that's coming out of yeah. high school out of Perrysburg, um, projected I think at one 157. Yep, yep, he's a good wrestler. I think Perrysburg native. I think Rocco Kaywood. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of speaking of the devil. Yeah. Kaywood getting all kinds of love. Is that Kaywood? Kaywood Buck Killer, or what? Whatever his uh, <laughs> outdoorsman Kaywood. Yeah, Amber, what is whatever he? his outdoor? Whatever I, I don't his, know. His Instagram handle jumped around I so don't... much there for a while, and that was yeah. the... outdoor hammer. Yeah, Rocco, hammer outdoors, something like that. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. yeah. Check whatever it is, check him out on Instagram. Yeah, he's killing Buck, so he's doing something right. Either way. Um, yeah, I'll try to get through the the rest of it, but really that was that was all I had for. Yeah. What else, B Row? Any other questions pop in? We had a few um about the three-point takedown. Um, one specifically about like has it changed your approach? Like, are you as emphasizing more on your feet? Has the approach changed at all? you know, with, with the change or? No, I, I don't think it really changes your approach. It's going to change some decisions that you make in matches um, for sure. Like, I mean, it's still imperative. You have to be able to get away. Like you have to be able to get escapes. But with a three-point takedown, you don't have to choose bottom. Um, and here, here's why. So go back, rewind the clock five or six months back. And um, if you choose neutral in the third period, let's say that guy gets away and you're losing one zero and you choose neutral in the third period, you take them down, they get an escape, the match is tied, goes to overtime. Now, if you're losing one zero and you pick neutral, you get a takedown, he gets an escape, you win the match three to two. So you don't have to even out the escapes to win the match. So that'll change um, some things that you do. And it'll change maybe some, yeah, just like some decisions that you make over the course of a match. And that may be different match to match, depending on how your athletes look and how they're feeling, what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are, et cetera. 
Um, but it does not, it, no, it doesn't change at all really the way that you train um, or the things that you put emphasis on. You still have to score takedowns. And, and guess what? Your opponent's takedown is also worth three. So it's not like you can't neglect yeah. defense, you know, I mean, everything, it, it, it all comes out in the wash. So it doesn't change a whole lot, to be honest, maybe just some decisions that you make um, over the course of a match. Any uh, differences or impact of the two-hour weigh-in for duels? Different, for sure. Yeah, yeah. That part is is going to take a little bit more adjusting because we're just we're used to being on a one-hour weigh-in. Like we have our system, we we do the same thing before every weigh-in. Um, you can't use your pre-weigh-in workout as a warm-up as much as you could before because you sit around right. for you know, um, well, another hour before you compete. So it'll change a little bit there, but. That's a good change. I, I, you know, my thoughts on. It. I think weigh-ins either need to be at the mat, like mat side weigh-ins, or hours before. Like this one-hour weigh-in, it was you're caught in this no man's land. It's not fair to the athletes. It's just not. It's not conducive to the best wrestling that you want to see. Um, so weigh-ins either need to be mat side, and you step on the scale and you compete, or they need to be at least two hours before competition or more. Um, yep. so I'm in favor of, yeah, lengthening that out a little bit. Mass side weigh-in yeah, going to happen, but, um. I never understood why you would go from a two-hour weigh-in on day one to a one-hour weigh-in on day two. It's like, uh, I don't know. I never thought it made any sense. Well, you want me to tell you why? You have fewer competitors. That's why. So there's fewer people to weigh in, um, and that is. I mean, if you, if you were to take it as a percentage of the time spent at the weigh-in, it's like doesn't even compare i listen i'm not saying that you're wrong i'm just telling you what the ncaa's logic with it was yeah i mean what's yeah, the difference the way in, you go from 32 to 24 the next day at the ncaa 33 to 24 yeah how long does it take eight people to step on the scale not not an hour i'm, I'm with you on that but um there's a lot of things about our current weight management system I say current. It's not really current because it's been in place for twenty something years now. <laughs> the, the, uh, it's archaic. It's this, an archaic sitting, system. Yeah, that makes absolutely no sense at all. Yeah. Did you guys do any um, like uh, like simulation matches, like weigh-ins, like before you know before the first competition to like measure that out for the two-hour weigh-in or at all or? Was, yeah, know. but you know what? But but I don't think maybe you know we did we weren't that intentional about making sure that the weigh-in or that the warm-up was set, you know, just like a dual meet. Um, we did a, a series of simulation matches and weigh-ins leading up competition just to kind of get ready, just as training. Um, but that's one thing that maybe until we got to North Carolina, I was like, damn, we should have thought about that. Like, you know, it, it does, it changes your warm-up a little bit. So um, how, how did it change your, you know, routine as a coach? I mean, you're, it was what, you spent nine years doing it the other way. So yeah, I just, what, what did I, you do? What did you do with the extra hour? Like just, I could just you know, show up around. a little bit later. Yeah. Eat more Cheez-Its. <laughs> <guess. Yeah>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you sit around the locker room more. And, um, it's just an hour, you know, and, and that extra hour, you try to stay away from your athletes and let them do their own thing without you getting in the way. Um, yeah. Yeah. It means I get to, I get dressed an hour later. That's it. All right, that's all yep. I got. Well, that was pretty like, hey, for listener questions, that wasn't too hard hitting, B row. I thought people were going to come at me calling for my head after you know our we laid an egg down there in North Carolina. Well, so, let's, well, let's see how it goes this weekend. Before, yeah, we're not out of we'll, it. Yet. We'll lead the charge if, <laughs> if it's going to happen. We'll we'll lead the charge. I'll lead the charge, man. Uh, but uh, no, I'm confident in these guys. Like. We've had some really great workouts this week. Oh my God! Yesterday, you should have seen it. Like, I mean, it, yesterday was one of those where it's like there is nowhere to hide. Like, you want to hide yeah. somewhere, but it was like there was nowhere to hide. Yesterday was brutal. It was awesome. Um, just love watching the guys work that way and respond. Um, fires me up as a coach to watch them do it. So hopefully, you know, they can draw some inspiration from that and then take that, um, you know, take that into competition with them. Let it mean something to them in competition. Yeah, I'm sure they will. Yeah. But man, let's, I, I mean, I guess let's plan on getting together I don't, next week. We got so much wrestling going on this week. And then next week we got, I mean, we're back at it. We have NC State at home on Thursday. And then we turn around, we have our Black Knight invite on Sunday. So this is like, we are off to the races right now, man. Um, there's not a moment to breathe. It's like, 
you, you, we are in it right now. So, yeah, 100 and something matches this weekend, then a dual meet, and then a tournament. Um, this is the best time of year, so we'll have a lot to talk about. Yeah, short week next week, uh, prepping for NC State. Yeah, it's about seven days, um, but um, a quicker turnaround. <laughs> for, uh, You're the worst. You're seven the days worst. from now, but I'm saying, like, you know, wait yeah. on Sunday, you know, for those guys, it's like, you know, you're coming back last <laughs> on Thursday. You going to tell him, Logan? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's just a quick turnaround for some more matches, B-Row, that's right. Oh, God. Well, look, man, I appreciate um, being back with you guys. It's good to see you. Um, and, um, Brian, you look great. You've obviously been working out and, um, <laughs> like, living clean. You look great. Logan, you're well-rested. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you look great. <laughs> Looks like you've been, you've been sleeping through the night. You need to get up and help out a little bit more. Um, that's Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Um, if if I if I could, I would. Yeah, understood. Yeah. I brought out yeah. the first person to tell you that. Oh um, no, <laughs> certainly not. Yeah, um, and thanks to our dozens of loyal listeners out there, man. We're wrestling season's back, and we're no longer talking about the season that's coming up. We're talking about the season that we're going through. So, thanks for sharing it with us. Um, stick by these guys, believe in them because I do, and uh, they're going to make you proud. Uh, look forward to seeing a lot of friendly faces this weekend on the road in Bethlehem, PA, and then Crystal Arena next Thursday, November 16th, 7 p.m. If you can't make it, it will be on Flow Wrestling. The same with our Black Knight invite, November 19th. Uh, if you can't make it, it'll be streamed live on Flow. So, hope to be seeing all Except you guys soon. That's for NC State and Black Knight. That's right. What, yeah. What's this weekend on? Do you know? It's, they're usually with Flow. Frank uses his own like Turnaflex software, but they're usually streamed on Flow. I don't know to be honest with you. Okay. If if we if we can figure it out, we'll post the link on our okay on our stuff for everybody. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, if there's any listeners that are going up on uh, on Saturday this weekend, I'll be at the I'll be at the Purdue and, uh, and Lock Haven matches. So if you see me, come say hi. Let's go. Hey, maybe maybe you could maybe you could get a recap in person, B Row. To post. Awesome. We'll see. We might need All some right. Matt side reactions. <laughs> we'll get some content this weekend for sure. Okay. Well, thanks, Coach. Appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thanks appreciate for you guys. See you next time. Be whole. Be whole. Be whole. Thanks for tuning in to the B-Hall Radio Show. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast platform. If there's something you'd like to hear on a future show, reach out to us on any of our social media, Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Or you can reach us at email, bhaw.radio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And as always, go Army, be Navy.